It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. We'll never be San Francisco. Why? Because we are already making a difference. We already have homicides and shootings down dramatically dramatically from what they had been last year, dramatically. And that's the most heinous of all crimes. There are other crimes that are up. You know what's up most? Grand Theft Auto. Why? Because catalytic converters, because of the precious metals, are highly valuable. So people are ripping off catalytic converters. Just a couple weeks ago, we, I signed into law a bill that requires the people you take the parts to to identify where they came from. So if you can't prove you know the owner of the, of the car, and we have serial numbers on it. We, so we're going at the criminals. There are other crimes for sure, I know, no doubt about, all over the nation. So I'm not sure how firing one district attorney in one borough in New York is going to deal with the crime issue across the state, across the nation. This is a nationwide phenomenon. It certainly is. And that is a phenomenon right there. That, that was a moment. Uh, that was Kathy Hochul. She is currently the governor of New York. She's being challenged by Republican Lee Zeldin, who has now moved slightly ahead of her in New York. Even in the city, they say he's boiling. The New Yorkers never elect New Yorkers. Out north, uh, the north part of New York State and the western part often will elect Republicans, but not the center and not the city. And so Lee Zeldin is uh, really running a, a, a hot race against Kathy Hochul. And now here's the other part of this. Guess who was interviewing her just then? That was not on Fox, and that was not even on CNN on a good day. That was MSNBC, Stephanie Rule. We don't feel safe. We don't feel safe. When I go to my pharmacist, I see I don't feel safe. Uh, this is MSNBC, MSNBC. I mean, that reveals to all of us that things are changing and reality is seeping into the bloodstream of uh, Americans who have not been paying attention or maybe, you know, been fed all kinds of propaganda and not really understanding the truth. And now, as I always say to you, truth is what comports with reality. So they can say that there's no crime, it's not up all they want, but when you can't walk your child to school, or go to shop, or go visit a doctor without fear of attack, you know that what they're saying is not true because you are seeing reality. And now the MSNBC host, Stephanie Rule, is challenging Kathy Hochul. I, I, just, I just think that's fascinating and wanted to make sure that you heard that. Now, yesterday, 
President Trump, former President Trump, was in Miami doing a rally, and he made quite uh, caused quite a stir by something he said, and I want you to hear it. Uh, then I want to do a follow-up on that. This is clip seven. Today, I have the highest poll numbers I've ever had, perhaps partly because the Democrats are doing so badly running our country and people want our tremendous success of no inflation, energy independence, military victory. Remember, I defeated ISIS 100 percent. Remember? Al-Baghdadi and so many other things, including crime. We had it weighed down. But we have the best poll numbers. Where are they? Are they putting them up on the screen? I think so. Put them up. Look. Yeah, we're putting them up. We're winning. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Let's see. There it is. Trump at 71. Ron DeSanctimonious at 10 percent. Mike Pence at seven. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Liz Cheney, there's no way she's at 4%. All right, I'm going to stop. There's it. No this, way. Okay, so here's the deal. In the process of talking, recapping part of his record, he called Ron Ron D. Sanctimonious, which conjures up in all of our heads the nicknames he gave, you know, Marco Rubio about his hands and Ted Cruz, you know, the lying Ted, and all of those things uh, were offensive to most people, and that's the reason President people hate President Trump's tweets and the things that he says. And now to think that he might attach a label to Ron DeSantis when Ron has become a champion to so many conservatives around the country was very upsetting. In fact, my husband and I talked about it, and I'll just briefly say, we thought, this is a huge mistake. Don't do that. Uh, because Ron DeSantis has always been such a strong uh, supporter of President Trump, a strong supporter of his policies. And uh, it just seems like a, a no-win situation for President Trump. So I, I was trying to figure out what, what was going on here, and this morning I think I know. Okay? I think I can explain to you. Now, I don't have this in writing, but it just reading other things tells me why I think President Trump did that. Because it would appear that Rich Barris, who's the director of what's called Big Data Poll, wrote that DeSantis is, quote, chatting with Kevin McCarthy and Team Paul Ryan behind the back of the man who made him the governor of Florida. Florida. Uh, they say, he says, that McCarthy and Ryan have hatched a plan to defeat MAGA in 2024, and Ron DeSantis is the stool. Now, Conservative Treehouse, which I often quote, also wrote, the Bush clan have wrapped their arms around Governor DeSantis as a 2024 weapon to counteract the MAGA movement. Except, hold on, that's half the story, like Paul, Paul Harvey used to say, and now the rest of the story. The rest of the story is that that's a complete lie. That's a complete and total lie. The DeSantis team uh, said that there is no truth to that. He isn't. He has not met with them. He's not talked with them about anything related to that. Um, and so, um, and also, I'm reading in this article from uh, Florida Voice News that the word got to President Trump uh, had gotten to President Trump that this had happened. Okay, so that. If I had found out that Ron DeSantis was plotting with Kevin McCarthy and Paul Ryan, <laughs> I, I might have a name or two myself. But I'm just telling you, that's not true. 
But this is what happens in politics. You have to be so careful about what you hear and what you believe. And so I'm just telling you that's uh, kind of the thing about that. Now, um, I do have some more. There's one other thing. There's We've been preparing you for the election tomorrow for a long time. You know, we've talked about it so much. Uh, we've spotlighted so many of your states, highlighted, highlighted races, uh, situations, uh, candidates. Uh, this uh, Later on in the show this morning, I we will be talking to Governor Kevin Stitt from Oklahoma, by the way. Um, I wish I could have gotten to every single great candidate, but I, you know, it's not possible. But we've tried to highlight as many as we can, and we'll do the same tomorrow. Um, Kevin Cuccinelli, Kevin, Ken Cuccinelli, Cuccinelli will be joining me tomorrow. We'll be talking through some more races, so that will be. But today, I just want to remind you of some uh, some things that we have talked about. And first of all, could I say I, I have tremendous confidence that most of you listening to this show, have already done your due diligence. I see pe- people at church come up to me and they've made notes and they're, you know, they're filling out their ballots and they're asking, they're doing their homework about these ballot initiatives, about judges. And I'm I'm guessing because I kind of know you by now that you're doing the same thing. And if for some reason you put it off, you need to do that. And let me remind you, one really good tool is iVoterGuide.com, iVoterGuide.com. Uh, they do give you a lot of coverage. Uh, they can't cover every race, but I'm just because we're talking to a lot of states. But uh, they'll give you the major races and some that are smaller races. So iVoterGuide.com. And also, uh, in your own state, if you look for uh, for a secondary source, the Family Policy Councils, they have different names, but they're spinoffs from Focus on the Family from a long, long time ago. But they they do some great work in many states, still very much alive. So I think there's there's one in Indiana. I think there's one in uh, I know there's one in Florida. There's uh, they're everywhere. So look to that. And also, then you usually some of you, many of you know someone who's really connected politically. Now let me caution you: if they're connected with the Republican Party, I I that's a, that's a red flag. Doesn't mean that they won't give you good advice, but if they are an official or a precinct committeeman or whatever, they may give you advice that might not be uh, the best from my perspective because because I have a different, uh, personally, a different point of view than Republican partisans. Uh, but that doesn't mean they do. I mean, they may be with you. So I know it's confusing, but you have to have, <laughs> you really have to have discernment and you've figured that out by now, right? And so, but you might know somebody who really keeps uh, tabs that you perceive has good judgment because they have to have good judgment and wisdom and be honest people and not have other motives. Okay, so that that's your criteria for talking to other people and getting their input. I want to remind you that marijuana is on the ballot in five states. I am just uh, horrified by this, especially when they want to put in or Arkansas, they want to write it into the Constitution with no accountability for the marijuana institute uh, uh, industry. Uh, It's going to provide millions of dollars for them, and with the levels of TCH, THC, I'm sorry, that's THC, I think it is, in marijuana that have expanded exponentially. It's not, you know, your grandpa's pot, if your grandpa spoke pot, which probably lots of them did, shamefully, from my perspective, but this pot is so much more powerful. It's doing so much damage. We talked about the Poison Control Center's reporting uh, so poisoning of little, like babies, zero to five years old, 
is really are, uh, the numbers have gone up exponentially poison, poison control centers and also um, it is causing psychosis according to one expert in Colorado and he should know they're in Colorado after all and they were the first ones to legalize recreational marijuana it's causing homelessness street people uh, it's it's uh, car accidents have gone up ex- exponentially. And I'm not sure even in every state they'll even count that because marijuana in some states is bringing in so much money. It's not going to in Arkansas, by the way. They've made sure that's not that's not happening. But in, I think Colorado and other states, um, they can pay off politicians, and boy, do they ever. And news media, who think it's cool? It's cool. Hey, man, you know, give me a brownie. I don't know. It's just, uh, I just, I'm so offended by this. I'm so offended. We're drugging ourselves making ourselves stupid, as though we didn't have enough problems already. All right, so Missouri, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas, and Maryland are the states. And now in Michigan, I've told you we've had lots of conversations about this. Uh, uh, well, I guess I, do, I don't think I have time for this uh, that clip, but I'm going to talk about the um, the two proposals in Michigan, just to remind you of. The voting proposal actually made a a Fox News story, and it's titled, Deceptively Worded Michigan Ballot Proposal Will Effectively Ban Voter ID in the State. Okay, so it goes into that to a great amount. It proposes, you know, it lies. They've got all this money running all these ads about how it's going to, you know, make voting fair and free or whatever words they use. You know, it's going to improve. It's going to help more people vote, and, of course, it'll be, you know, Obviously, it's going to be helping more black people vote, which also is just ludicrous. But basically, bottom line, it will absolutely uh, eliminate the need for uh, voter ID. And there, that's, there's other things in it, too. But just so you know, that's the nut of it. And it has to be stopped. Also, in Michigan, there is a, a number three on the ballot, the number three in, um, uh, proposal. And that's the one that says that it's going to reinstate the rights to abortion per Roe versus Wade, when in fact, what it does is it attacks parental rights on abortion of minors, takes away your right to sign off, to say yes, takes that away from you, parents, moms, dads, also takes away your right to have anything at all to say when your children, your minor little ones want to, you know, change their gender because their teacher told them it was a great idea at school. And so that's a proposal three. So both of those are terrible. All right. So stay tuned. I have a big, I have something really important to tell you when we return. So don't go away. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Sometimes you see a win, a glimpse of God in this broken world. Preborn rejoices in the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Preborn's mission is to love and help women in unplanned pregnancies by offering them the truth to help them make the right choice by providing free ultrasounds. You see, when an expectant mom hears her baby's heartbeat and sees the image of her baby on ultrasound, she's seeing a life created in God's image, and it's a divine connection. And I got to hear and see my baby for the first time. Hearing the heartbeat made me cry. And it was certain that I was going to keep my baby forever. To learn more about Preborn's life-saving work, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. All gifts are tax deductible. Your love can save a life. 
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. It cost $55,000 to send your kids to the Dalton School. That's $55,000 a year. So it's reasonable for parents to believe their youngsters are getting the best education money could buy. What they did not count on was the graphic sex education classes taught to first graders. Five- and six-year-olds were given lessons on how to do things I'm not allowed to say on the national radio. It's against FCC regulations. Children were shown cartoons and illustrated in graphic detail things that would make the citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah blush. The New York Post reports the lessons were developed by Justine Fonte. She's the lady behind something called porn literacy. That's a workshop she taught at another prep school. Now, my recommendation would be for parents to forget about calling school administrators. They need to be calling the NYPD Special Victims Unit. Be sure to download my all-new podcast and daily newsletter at ToddSterns.com. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. You know, when you have a president talking about the biggest threat to democracy, it seems to be electing a Republican. But I want everyone out there that is listening to me, the biggest threat to democracy is to have him at the White House. And the biggest threat to democracy is to have someone like Senator Warnock to vote against our Keystone Pipeline, which put us in an international threat. Uh, I think right now that's a, that's a threat, and uh, that's a security threat. With uh, going to our enemies to ask for energy, that's a threat. That's the biggest threat to democracy there. And also putting men in women's sports, which he voted for that. The biggest threat to democracy is to have the people, the Democrats right now, leading this country because they seem to be taking this country in the wrong direction. And I think America sees that and they know that. And the biggest threat to me right now is to have Senator Warnock to represent the great people of Georgia because he's a fake, 
he's an actor. And right now he went to Washington and said that he was going to represent the people. And yet he voted with Joe Biden 96 percent of the time, which is the reason we have this high inflation, which is the reason we have an open border, which is the reason we have crime in the streets. The biggest threat to me is to have someone like that representing Georgia. And I say I'm not going to stand for it right now. He's called our men and women in blue thugs and bullies. They bring in pronouns to our military. But yet they're saying it's the Republicans fault. But I want everyone that's going out to vote this coming Tuesday to remember that this has happened in less than two short years. This is what they've done to this country. We can't give them any more time because they were totally, totally destroyed this country, destroyed the state you live in. And they don't seem to care. They don't seem to care because the reason why is if they care, they'll be coming up with solutions. If they care, they'll be talking about it. They're not talking about it. They're going to something else to try to throw you off track. Well, it's not going to happen on my watch. Uh, I'm a much better than that. When I got into this race, I got into it because of my faith and I'm not giving up. All right. That was Herschel Walker. I thought Herschel Walker couldn't talk. I thought, you know, he couldn't quite, you know, put two words together and they were so worried. He was, I mean, he has just become a powerhouse. And do you not sense, I do, I sense God's hand on this election. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, of course, his hand's on it. Maybe you dumb, but I mean, I just feel him um, moving through his people to speak a whole lot of truth with power, and um, and I believe he's motivating his people to do something. And I I do think the greatest challenge that we have is that the day after, if there is a win, and if it's a big if it's a big issue, because a lot of these races are just one point apart, and you know how dangerous that is, but that we not forget, not forget, this is just one battle, and we're in a war. And, um, and so, uh, all right, so, and that we don't forget what God has done for us and how he's refreshed our memory of how wicked evil can be and what things could be if we did not continue to fight for righteousness. So, all right, I told you I have a big announcement, and I do. Okay, so um, so this is the announcement. It's not related to, it's not related to the election, but um, we're making a huge transition this week at American Family Radio. And that means that this is going to be my last week as your morning show host. Now, stay with me here because I'm not leaving the network. I'm not leaving the network. I just will not be your morning host. Um, I'm going to be moving to a podcast called Sandy Rios 24-7. And it's called that, you know, because I, you, can, you can get it anytime. It will be a podcast, not a live broadcast. And it will start January the 9th. I know that seems like a long time away, but um, I need a little bit of time just to take a, take a break here. Uh, but meanwhile, what does that mean to you? Again, I am not leaving AFR Talk. You're going to hear my voice. I'm remaining Director of Governmental Affairs. And starting in January, you're going to hear my thoughts about things, the news, um, pretty much as I give it to you now, but just not on a daily dose every morning. Uh, it will be several times a week. Uh, and it will be the news, or and it may be even lighter stuff. We'll see. But it's a Sandy Rios 24-7. So let me just tell you, um, if, well, first of all, I think, I'm sure you're concerned about what's going to happen here. Let me just talk about this week. Uh, tomorrow, um, as I said before, Ken Cuccinelli will join me, and we will talk about the election because that's what is so important. I, I just wanted to make sure that I was with you through this midterm election and just swinging, swinging away with you uh, to try to bring us over the finish line, to just help us to retake at least 
uh, start the retaking of our country and also reestablishing the plumb line on righteousness. So um, so tomorrow I'll talk with Ken about that. And then uh, uh, to see that Wednesday uh, will be the election recap. I'll have all kinds of stuff for you, uh, you know, stuff that I know through, from my in- insider friends and through my inbox that you might not hear, and also just some of the results as best I can deliver them. And then uh, Tim Wildman will join me on Wednesday, and he is going to announce uh, our brand new morning host. And I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I think you're going to really be excited. I think you're going to be happy about this. And so Tim will make that announcement on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday morning this week, I will be interviewing that new morning host. And so you can get to know that new morning host. <laughs> I'm trying to be cryptic here. You can get to know that new morning host uh, uh, up close and personal on Thursday. And then Friday will be my last day on this at this time slot. And Bruce will join me, and we're going to open the phone lines and just talk, all of us. Yeah. So could I just say, don't think it's nothing to me. I don't want to get on a sidetrack here, but I don't think it's nothing to me to to leave this slot. Um, it's my decision, but for a number of reasons, but it's sad for me because I love you guys. So we'll talk about that more, but it's not no big deal. But it is, you are taking, we've really worked hard to make sure that this is going to be a great transition. And I think it will be. Um, one one thing, uh, if it's probably a good idea for you to start now thinking about uh, how I will be off the air for probably two months uh, before I go back with the podcast. So how will you find me? Uh, this is how you can find me. Uh, you can look at AFR.com. They will be updating the radio. We will be running spots to AFR.net. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. AFR.net. We will be running spots. Uh, around you know different shows and different day parts, and I'll be in and out, uh, and so they you know there will be hopefully we'll make it very really clear to you. Uh, but also in the interim, uh, I have a website that we are <laughs> resurrecting from the dead. It's uh, sandyrios.com, and you can go there also to uh, find out you know what's happening and uh, what the transition is and where you can find me. And let me just say, uh, if you go to that today, which uh, you might enjoy doing that, it's very it's very fun, actually, because it's got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of old television appearances there and other things that are kind of funny. And you, you if you want to, if you are a longtime listener and you think you would enjoy that, uh, just remember, it's uh, not exactly up to date, but it will be very soon. And um, also, I, I just in in looking trying to update that, I realized I actually have a YouTube channel. Who knew? I'm just so you know I'm not. I've been talking to you all these years, and so uh, uh, I have not been you know doing. I've not been real faithful on social media like a lot of people are because I'm talking to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of you every morning, and I figure that reaches more than social media. But uh, we're going to you know ramp that up as well. So, um, so YouTube, anyway, if you want to go to YouTube, that's actually very funny too. It's got funny and also fun, you know, it's, there's a lot of clips on there from uh, television when I used to do more television. Uh, so it's, that's sandyrios.com. And if you, uh, that's enough for now. Okay. Uh, AFR.net uh, is the home, that's our home base. That's, <laughs> that's home turf. And they're the ones that will have, have it all ready and the graphics and all of that when we're ready to go. But sandyreels.com is mine and you can figure out where I am. And also if there are any appearances and stuff, but, um, did I say everything I needed to say? Oh, oh, uh, one last thing. 
I think I probably need to explain. Many of you listen uh, through radio stations. We have nearly 200 around the country. And so this will be, if that's your way of listening, this will be a little disconcerting because you don't know how to listen to a podcast. And if you've never done it, it's, you know, it's all these things that are new sound overwhelming, but it isn't. So let me just explain. Uh, if you have a smartphone, um, and some of you have to ask your kids if you have a smartphone. If you have apps on your phone, uh, you, then you have a smartphone. You would go to the Play Store on your phone, whether it's a, a, a Droid or whether it's an Apple. You go to the Play Store and you download the AFR. It's American Family Radio app, AFR app. You download that app and uh, you can get, you'll be able to get, you can see now Sandy Rios in the morning is on there, Many millions, millions, huh? Hundreds of thousands of people listen to it on the app already. Uh, but uh, that will be, if you download that app, that means you can listen to our podcasts all over the globe, anywhere you are. You can listen 24-7. And so uh, that's really a very, it's, I think that's the future of listening. And also, I would just say as a practical thing, I always, uh, when I'm listening from my phone, I like to add a, a little Bluetooth speaker, and it just fills the room. So you can do that in your car. That's just me. I'm just telling you, if you think you, it's not going to be quite the volume you want, you can, or the presence, because it creates more than just volume. But a Bluetooth, a little Bluetooth speaker will add uh, resonance. That's kind of fun to listen that way. Also, you can go to, uh, okay, so guys, help me. It's AFR.net for the podcast also, right? If you just Google Sandy Rios AFR, you can find me to make it boil it down to the easiest. If you want to do it online, you can do that. You can use that on your phone also. I know part of the problem is there's so many choices that it makes it confusing. I think the app is the best way to go personally, and that's AFR. You download the AFR app and listen through that. But just remember, um, right now it's the old shows that are on there, Sandy Reels in the morning. And by the way, if you want to listen to some of those, the doctor, uh, the uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, the real Dr. Fauci thing we did last Friday, we replayed it last Friday. You know what? The other podcast outlets, they, they it's not there. You won't find it on Apple, Spotify. It's not there. They won't they won't let us run it. The only place you can get it is at AFR.net. And I would suggest you listen to that uh, while you still can. And then forward it to your friends um, because that's the you know that's the the nature of the world in which we live. All right, so that's that's enough for today. Of course, we'll repeat that stuff. Um, but I wanted you know this is the first time that I've spoken about it, and this will be new to even much of the staff at American Family Association back in Tupelo. So uh, it's a it's really a good change, and I'll end it with that. It's a it's a new beginning. It's not let's not think of it as an ending, but a new beginning. All right, so. Before I before I morph to something else, uh, this is Operation Christmas Child season, you know, Christmas, where we work with Samaritan's Purse to send shoeboxes to these kids all over the world who don't know about Jesus, and we get their attention by giving them, filling these shoeboxes with toys and, uh, uh, you know, toiletry items and just fun things. And so what you do is you get a shoebox, you fill it that way, you can go to samaritanspurse.org slash OCC, and they'll give you more advice about what to put in those uh, boxes. But uh, samaritanspurse.org slash OCC, and there are 4,500 drop-off locations 
Uh, and they are starting those drop-offs November the 14th. So, you know, you've got a week to do this. Oh, I shouldn't say that because you'll put it off. Don't put it off. Uh, but th- that's, um, that's what we're doing with Operation Christmas Child. It's always a pleasure to work with them. Always a pleasure. And um, back to the election, there's a few things I wanted to add in Michigan. You know, we talked about Jocelyn Benson, who is the Secretary of State, being ordered by the court by uh, Judge Brock Schwartzel. Uh, to bring her guidelines for poll workers into into um, compatibility with the official guidelines. She's made all of her whole set of guidelines, and she was ordered to change that by noon. She was supposed to respond by noon, what, Friday, I think, or Thursday. And so, um, and then also she's refused to uh, update the voter rolls and get rid of several thousand dead voters. No, she said she didn't have time. Judge Swartzel said, pretty much nonsense, uh, you have till noon to do this. And she then appealed to the Michigan Supreme Court. And guess what happened? The Michigan Supreme Court, in a five to two decision, granted a stay on the claims of Judge Brock Schwartzel over requiring compliance with the law. Justices McCormick, Bernstein, Clement, Kavanaugh, and Welsh were in favor. In other words, no, 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 it, she's right. She doesn't have time. She can't clean up those rules. She doesn't have time to bring those rules and regulations that counter the law into subjection. No time to do that. Only two justices, Zara and Viviano, issued dissenting opinions. And I think the point of the story here is you know there are lots of judges on the ballot in every state. Do not think for a moment that you can overlook that or it doesn't matter. Now, it's kind of hard to find information about judges, but I've already described to you uh, how I would start with that. I think the um, ivoterguide.com is a good source. Also, the Family Policy Councils in your area, Eagle Forum, um, you know, just whatever you can find in your state that's active, that's following those, uh, that's what I would look at. And make sure that you know you vote smart on judges. And now the people of Michigan are stuck with a Secretary of State who's corrupt. She's lawless. She's actually had five different decisions in courts establishing that she's violated uh, the rules and the law. Uh, and yet no, the Supreme Court says, you know, no, 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 you know, that's all right. Uh, you shouldn't have to do that. And she's over the election in Michigan. And that's dreadful, absolutely dreadful. But um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of good news and, um, uh, about the election, and so we'll dwell on that. And we will make sure right that we go out and vote. If you haven't done it yet, tomorrow is the day. My husband and I will be going, and I look forward to it. Just uh, I actually just I'm kind of feel like the people Afghan of Afghanistan with black, or Iraq maybe it was the blue finger. I feel like I should put my finger in ink. Be so excited that we can still vote uh, while we still can. All right, so that's the wrap for this segment. But stay tuned because coming up next is Governor Kevin Stitt from the state of Oklahoma. And boy, are there interesting things happening in Oklahoma right now. So stay tuned. Is the red wave real or just a dream? How will the wave break on election night? Tim Wildman, Ed Tagliano, Fred Jackson, and Walker Wildman will report on returns and provide analysis for Christian listeners. 
control the House and the Senate are up for grabs in this crucial election. Join Tim, Ed, Fred, and Walker, along with expert guests, for Midterm 22 election coverage, Tuesday, November 8th, beginning at 6 p.m., sponsored by AFA Action. Can we trust the Bible? He says, we saw this, and that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. Thegodwhospeaks.org. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, Romans 12.2. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Paul's epistle to the Romans was written to believers. This verse highlights the fact that it's possible for Christians to be conformed to the world's ways. The word conform there means to be squeezed into the mold of another. Rather than being squeezed into the world's mold, the Lord requires us to be transformed by having our minds renewed by God's word. Everything about us must be held up to the light of scripture. And wherever there's any discrepancy, we must be transformed. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III public policy analyst for the American Family Association. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills And it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Much of the news heading into tomorrow's election day is inspiring. Many Americans have already voted, and millions more are set to do so in person on Tuesday, with the prospect of a level of turnout possibly unprecedented for midterms. It better be, because we need to ensure that the vote is too big to steal. That's because opportunities for material fraud that roiled the 2020 presidential race remain in place in some states. That makes the presence of record numbers of trained poll watchers monitoring the electoral process not just laudable, but absolutely necessary. Additional good news on the election integrity front is the return to the fight of True the Votes' Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, released yesterday from wrongful imprisonment on contempt of court charges. Congratulations, folks. Now, back to work when it is needed more than ever. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. The race for governor is in a dead heat in Oklahoma, 
where incumbent Republican Kevin Stitt is facing a challenge from Republican-turned-Democrat Joy Hoffmeister. Hoffmeister's campaign has been bolstered by the first-ever collective endorsement from Oklahoma's five largest tribes. The move underscores the strained relationship between Stitt, who was a member of the Cherokee Nation, and many other Native Americans in the state. He has gone so far out of his way to pick every fight he could pick uh, with tribes, and he's really demonstrated that he just fundamentally does not see in the 21st century a place for tribes within uh, the state of Oklahoma, uh, that if we did not endorse in this race, if we didn't do everything we can to beat Kevin Stitt, I think that's malpractice on the, our part. I think it's a dereliction of our duty. I think we're duty-bound to see this governor as, as close to an existential threat as you can uh, and to do something about it. All right, Sandy Rios with you. Well, the Oklahoma race for governor is nothing if it's not fascinating. And it's something that hasn't really made headlines. That was PBS NewsHour that started with that announcement. But that was kind of unusual uh, because I think that Governor Stitt uh, in the state of Oklahoma has been serving, I think, since 2018, has gotten uh, actually very little attention for some of the incredible things he's done. I'll give you an example uh, KJRH did a report, and I just was reading this, and this is their words. During Stitt's time as governor, he has pushed through and approved polarizing policies, including restricting abortion access in the state and opening the state's schools and businesses amid the COVID-19 pandemic and fighting back against Oklahoma Native American tribes. I noticed they left out the fact that he's been a champion to stop the nonsense and transgender sports with men competing in women's sports. Uh, and I suspect myself that may be the reason why the attack has become so strong against Governor Kevin Stitt, who joins us this morning. Good morning, Governor. Good morning, Sandy. It's great to be with you. It's great to meet you. I, it's really a pleasure, honestly. I think you're, maybe somebody in your camp told you that um, my parents are from Oklahoma. I have lots of family there. I went to school there. And so I know a little bit about that state, and I'm really happy to meet you. I want to point out that you've got, speaking of your COVID, uh, the freedom you gave people during COVID, how terrible of you. Uh, you are being challenged by Irvin Ian, who's a doctor in o from Oklahoma City, over those COVID policies. I think that's just one little interesting twist. Uh, can you tell us where the polls are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, you know, the way I led through COVID, here's the deal. We're not going to put our Constitution in the attic just because somebody in Washington, D.C. tells us to. I mean, we believe in freedoms and personal responsibility, and that's the way I led the entire time. And it's proving super beneficial now. We're number 11 in the country in people moving to the state of Oklahoma, not per capita, but true numbers. So, so really, our state is just growing. We've got the largest savings account we've ever had. I cut taxes for every single Oklahoman. So just leading with smaller government, lower taxes, and, and what Oklahomans elected me to do. Um, but, yeah, the polls, here's the deal. Uh, we, we look forward to a great victory tomorrow night, uh, but there's been unprecedented amount of money spent against me. $50 million uh, has been spent against me to run lies and chaos and misinformation. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's super disappointing. And the equivalent of $50 million in Oklahoma – is the equivalent of $600 million in a governor's race in Virginia uh, based on the media market buys. And so it's just unprecedented amount of money. And, uh, and that's why some people are showing this a tight race. But we have every confidence that uh, Oklahomans uh, know the truth and they're going to be excited for four more years of freedom. 
Your main opponent, the Democratic candidate, Joy Hoffmeister, is the former state superintendent of public instruction, and it needs to be said, because it's interesting, that she switched from Republican to Democrat in 2021. Uh, she's part of the, she was a teacher, part of the education establishment, and honestly, uh, Governor, I, since I have a family member who's a teacher in Oklahoma, I, my rep, the report I get is that um, there's been so much, Oklahoma has been as bad as any place in the country on introducing woke policies in public school. Would you Would you agree with that? You know, I, I, I would, and uh, my opponent, you're exactly right. She wants to talk about everything except her record over the last year, eight years as the superintendent of education. And, and when she couldn't see a path forward for herself as a Republican, she flipped the Democratic Party. Uh, but, you know, last year uh, I banned uh, CRT, critical race theory, to be taught in our schools because we want to we teach kids, not indoctrinate them. And I made sure that most all of our schools were open in Oklahoma, but she fought me and made Tulsa close down, sided with the liberal unions. And Tulsa, one of our largest public school systems, our districts in Oklahoma, was closed for 355 days. And I'm telling you, the parents called me during that time and they were like, Governor, I'm a single parent and I have to go to work during the day. And my first grader is not learning how to read right now on Zoom. And it would break your heart. And that's why I tried so hard um, and so this year we passed open transfer to allow those parents to go to any school uh, that better fits their needs. And we're also, we believe in, in more school choice and more options for parents. Uh, if our district is, is trying to indoctrinate their children, we need to empower parents more. We're seeing that all across the country. And of course, my opponent, um, she's not for that. She doesn't believe in traditional family values like we do in Oklahoma. You know, isn't that interesting? Because I think she, uh, this is this is an interesting and something we can talk about on this network. It, I know that, look, you are a very successful businessman, let me just say. You're an entrepreneur. You founded Gateway Mortgage. I think that's very impressive. You started with $1,000 and a computer, uh, and you grew it to a nationwide mortgage dealing with more than $20 billion in residential mortgages. You've also established Gateway First Bank. People think, you know, the big money and success is an enemy. I don't. Uh, I just think you can be poor and corrupt, and you can be rich and corrupt. And so I just want to say that. Uh, in 2018, you received more votes than any other gubernatorial candidate in the state. Now, here's my question, though. Uh, you don't lead with your faith. I noticed that on your website, and yet I see that you tweeted, uh, I don't know what year this was, 2021, that you are a Christian father of six, uh, and you are running, of course, in a state that's filled with Christians. And I'm putting quotes, you know, because that's my home state. I know how this goes. Uh, and yet I believe your opponent isn't Joy running with her. I could be wrong about this. Isn't that like something that she includes in her uh, her outreach that she is a Christian? I, I think she does. I've heard her say that a couple times, and she says she's personally pro-life. Uh, but she's progressively moderate or something like that is kind of her, her tagline, uh, which, which is unbelievable. Again, she used to be a Republican. She will say anything that she can, depending on the audience, to win votes. I mean, she was interviewed by some Hispanic uh, uh, TV station and said she was for sanctuary cities. And then she quickly backtracked it when, she, when it started getting to uh, the Republican base and some people that were concerned about law and order in Oklahoma. So, again... She'll say whatever she can to try to get elected. But Oklahomans, I believe, can see through that. Anybody that has switched from the Republican to the Democrat the same year 
that Biden is attacking the oil and gas industry and attacking <laughs> family values, you have to question that person's decision making. Yeah. We have this clip. It's very short. This is clip 15, and this is what you're talking about. This is a hot mic moment when uh, Kathy Hoffmeister was uh, talking with a reporter about how she felt about sanctuary cities. Let's listen. All the things that we talk about immigration, are you in favor of sanctuary cities? Yes. And I believe it is important that we treat people with dignity and with respect. Are you in favor of sanctuary cities? Yes. That's what she said. I think that's a very big deal, and people should know about that. There was another wrinkle this morning of for people that are conservatives in Oklahoma. This, At least I saw it this morning, and that is that uh, former Senator J.C. Watts, uh, no, former Congressman J.C. Watts, uh, actually came out and, and endorsed a Hoffmeister. I have some thoughts about that, but I'd like your thoughts about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, you know, he was a congressman, uh, I don't know, decades ago, and what people need to understand is he is on the board for Paycom. Uh, Paycom is, it's like the, uh, their, their CEO, it's like the George Soros of Oklahoma right now, Chad Richardson. He's put millions of dollars to try to run some of these negative ads against me. And also, he's a contractor for the Chickasaws. So, again, this guy's been bought and paid for, and it's no surprise that he's just lining up with whatever uh, people are giving him money. I also want to say that, uh, according to MSN, I read an article this morning that talks of this I did, things I did not know because he used to be so good on the issues. But that's, that happens to so many people, Governor. I can't tell you. I've been in D.C. for years, and as you know, uh, you could count on almost one hand the, the amount of people that stay uh, in tune with their principles when money starts rolling in. And uh, But anyway, with J.C. Watt, my, looking at this, I did not realize how— what an opponent he is to President Trump and how he's spoken out about that. Uh, and he said, um, he, so he has blasted President Trump, and he hates the MAGA movement. He does not like the MAGA movement. So that kind of explains why he would not uh, support you. But I thought people should know about that. You want to say a word about the uh, what's happening with the, the Indian tribes? Now, I just for fun, I just tell you that I'm also Cherokee Indian from both sides of my family. Not, you know, not a lot. But, uh, and you're Cherokee Indian. Yeah. Uh, so the Cherokees right. are upset with you, too. So why are they so upset with you? Yeah, because, well, first off, uh, I'm a member of the Cherokees. My mom is a member, all six of my children, all of my cousins, rodeo and the Indian Rodeo Association. And so they try to conflate and say that Stitt hates Indians. That's simply not true. I'm actually <laughs> a member of the Cherokees. Uh, there's about 400,000 Oklahomans that are natives, but there's a big difference between being proud of our heritage uh, versus wanting to turn our state over to the jurisdiction of tribal governments. And basically what you're seeing is five of the big tribal government chiefs trying to take over our state. And I'll tell you this, um, most of the, uh, we're U.S. citizens first, we're God-fearing, we're Oklahomans, and we're proud of our heritage, and there's a big difference. And so basically the McGirt decision, which was a U.S. Supreme Court decision that basically federalized all of eastern Oklahoma, and the state lost the ability to prosecute crimes equally uh, based on your uh, race. I mean, they were basically different rules for certain races. And so I said, this is nonsense. We have to have one set of rules. It's a fairness issue, regardless of your race or your heritage or where you live in the state. And so I fought and I restored that. We got a case back to the Supreme Court called the Castro case, and we won. And so that's why 
these big tribal governments and these big casino bosses uh, don't like me very much because I'm not rubber stamping their contracts because I ride for the brand and the brand is the state of Oklahoma. And so, again, people know that and uh, they're just trying to spend money to confuse the public. But I believe most Oklahomans don't want a tribal uh, governor. And that's exactly what my opponent has said. Is she said she's for uh, federalizing eastern Oklahoma and would basically give the tribe, the tribal governments, and put them in control of our state. And, and I don't think Oklahomans want that. I have to say, Governor, it takes a lot of guts to do what you've done. It really does. It takes a lot of guts to counter the, the education, uh, whole education world there on CRT and on transgenderism and on the sports and then on abortion and now on the Indian tribes, it takes a lot of guts, and I just say God bless you for that. I don't don't think you actually get enough press. But let me say this. Uh, the Sooner Poll, which, uh, well, this is dated, I don't know, it's, it's a, this is a recent story. The Sooner Poll survey showed that Hoffmeister has a four-point lead, all right? But the Sooner Poll dude, whose name is Bill Shepard, basically said, well, Republicans are finding themselves and their opinions under attack and are not talking to posters at the same level as Democrats or prior years. So he admits that he doesn't know about his poll's reliability. On the other hand, Emerson College says that you have a nine-point lead. I just wanted to mention that um, things are never quite what they seem. And uh, would you just say a word about that? You're the expert. I'm just reading what I'm reading. Yeah, you know, it's going to be very interesting. And I think that's what most Americans are super disappointed with right now is, is we can't trust the media. Depending on who is paying for that poll and what type of narrative they're trying to get out, people have lost trust. Everybody's trying to editorialize and trying to put their spin on things. The great news is the silent majority will let their voices be heard on Tuesday. And we'll find out, you know, what polls are correct and, you know, this is in the Lord's hands, and we'll see exactly what happens uh, on, on Tuesday night all across the country. And, and obviously, we're, we're going to be focused on uh, Oklahoma, and, uh, and we think it's going to be a very good night for the good guys and people that believe in traditional family values, smaller government, lower taxes, uh, and, and, and the truth will prevail. And I don't believe that most Oklahomans believe all the lies. You know, they're sending out letters and mailers saying that I want to close rural schools. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yep. They oh. sent out letters that I'm flying in a helicopter, and they uh, <laughs> photoshopped the image uh, uh, to and from work. I uh, mean, it's, just, it's ridiculous this is what they'll stoop to. Governor Kevin Stitt, we're out of time, but what a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope we can do this again sometime. Governor Kevin Stitt, running to be reelected tomorrow morning. You all have to go and vote. Do not forget Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.